Chapter Seven of Baltimore Hats. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Baltimore Hats by William T. Brigham. Chapter Seven Patriarchs of the Trade gleaning more closely in the historic field of the early part of the century others are found whose enterprise contributed largely to this important industry of baltimore and whose successful prosecution of the hat business maintained the credit and position won by their predecessors in the year eighteen fourteen runyon harris erected a large hat factory on fish now saratoga street this building was about one hundred and twenty-five feet in length and two and a half stories high the business of this establishment was carried on under the style of the baltimore hat manufacturing company while evidence cannot be given it may be inferred that mr harris must before this date have been engaged elsewhere in the city in the manufacture of hats as others entering into business about this time are known to have been apprenticed to mr harris in eighteen seventeen aaron clapp and company commenced the retail hat business at one forty six market street on the north side five doors east of st paul street and probably identical with the present one o four east baltimore street recently occupied by john murphy and company publishers messrs clapp and company having secured a good location by purchasing the factory of runyon harris engaged extensively in the manufacturing business which was continued by their several successors down to the year eighteen sixty four when results of the civil war so disastrous to maryland's manufacturing industries caused its temporary abandonment but the enterprise established by messrs aaron clapp and company has by an unbroken series of firms continued to the present time being now represented by brigham hopkins and company in eighteen seventeen henry lamson kept a first-class retail hat store at number five south calvert street the locality now the southwest corner of carroll hall building in eighteen twenty two the firm of aaron clapp and company and henry lamson consolidated making the firm lamson and clapp and continuing the retail business at number five south calvert street in connection with manufactory mr lamson in eighteen twenty seven went to the west indies in search of health and died on the island of st thomas he was a gentleman of much social refinement and was held in high esteem as a citizen in the year eighteen twenty seven the firm of lamson and clapp was dissolved by the death of mr lamson and mr william p cole was admitted the firm becoming clapp 
cole and company after the death of mr clapp which occurred in eighteen thirty four his widow's interest was retained and the firm was changed to cole clapp and company following this mrs clapp retired and mr hugh j morrison became a member of the firm which was made cole and morrison in eighteen forty two thaddeus and william g craft became interested the firm becoming cole craft and company still continuing business at number five south calvert street the same place established by lamson and clapp about the year eighteen fifty the firm removed to number two eighteen west baltimore street now ten east baltimore street and occupied by likes burwanger and company clothiers in eighteen fifty three mr cole associated with him his son william r the firm being william p cole and son in eighteen fifty seven the firm moved to number two seventy four west baltimore street present number forty six where they remained until the year eighteen sixty seven removing then to occupy the building which they had erected at number thirty sharp street now twenty four hopkins place in eighteen sixty one mr william t brigham was admitted to the firm it then becoming william r cole and company in eighteen seventy the firm name was again changed to cole brigham and company which was dissolved in eighteen seventy seven by the withdrawal of mr brigham in which year mr brigham associated with robert d hopkins as the firm of brigham and hopkins locating at number one twenty eight west fayette street present number two eleven which firm of brigham and hopkins continued until eighteen eighty seven when it was changed to brigham hopkins and company by the admission of isaac h francis in eighteen eighty four brigham and hopkins erected the large and handsome building at the corner of german and paca streets which the present firm continued to occupy as a factory and sales-room in eighteen ten andrew ruff is found at number seventy two camden street likely to have been his place of residence whether he was then engaged in business is not known but in eighteen seventeen he had a factory on davis street between lexington and saratoga streets the site now occupied by the stables of the adams express company about the year eighteen twenty two he established a retail store at one fifty eight baltimore street in eighteen forty two the firm was andrew ruff and company at one ninety four baltimore street at one time mr ruff was foreman in the manufacturing establishment of clapp and cole henry jenkins in eighteen twenty two was a hat manufacturer at twenty eight green street old town and from eighteen twenty four to eighteen thirty 
Messrs. H. and W. S. Jenkins kept a hat store on the northeast corner of Baltimore and Calvert Streets, where afterwards was erected the banking house of Josiah Lee and Company, now occupied by the Pennsylvania Railroad Company as a ticket office. Joseph Branson was a hatter in the year 1827 at 182 Market Street. He was a son of William Branson, who was engaged in the same business from 1796 to 1817. Joseph Branson ranked as the fashionable hatter of that time. He was a man of considerable military distinction in the state. He raised and commanded the famous Marion Rifles, a superb military organization of the city, to which was accorded the honor of receiving General Lafayette upon his visit to Baltimore in 1824. Mr. Branson is said to have been the first to introduce a thorough system of military tactics in Baltimore. He served several terms in the city council and was an active, enterprising citizen. In the year 1831, he went out of business and took the position of inspector in the custom house. Mr. Charles Grimes was a well-known hatter who commenced business at 42 Baltimore Street about 1823. In 1831, he removed to number 29 North Gay, near High Street. He evidently had a love for his first choice, as in 1833 he is found again at 42 Baltimore Street. Mr. Grimes retired from business as early as the year 1839. He was extremely fond of the Maryland sport of duck shooting, in which he was associated with many of Baltimore's sporting gentlemen. In 1853 he removed to Philadelphia, enjoying a life of comfort and ease. He was an exemplary man in all the relations of life, and died in the year 1868 at the advanced age of 73. In 1810, John Petticord was learning his trade with Jacob Rogers, being then fourteen years of age. His honesty and faithfulness were appreciated by his employer, and in 1814 he occupied the position of foreman in Mr. Rogers' factory. After continuing in that capacity for some time, he commenced the manufacture of hats on his own account, continuing it until the feebleness of age compelled him to abandon it. Thomas Sappington was a hat manufacturer who, in the year 1831, was located at number 120 Baltimore Street, which at that time was at or near the present number 116 East Baltimore Street. He had his factory on North Street, near Saratoga. It is known that he was in business for a number of years, but what year he commenced and when he abandoned business cannot be ascertained. Victor Serrata was a Frenchman who located in Baltimore as early as 1838. 
he opened a retail store at two fifty nine baltimore street and was the first one to introduce the silk hat in this city william h keevil was a hatter doing a retail business in eighteen forty two at sixty six and a half baltimore street he was evidently of the buncombe style and conducted his business in a sensational manner advertising extensively and brazenly as will be seen from the following quotation from an advertisement of his printed in eighteen forty two who talks of importing hats from england while keevil is in the field shaw tis sheer folly for while he continues to sell his beautiful hats at his present reduced prices any such speculation as importing hats from europe will be a no-go or non-effect the hatters therefore on the other side of the atlantic had better keep their hats at home as it would be quite as profitable for them to send wooden nutmegs and sawdust hams to new england or coals to newcastle as hats to baltimore to compete with the well-known keevil his business existence could not have been of long continuance as in eighteen fifty his name is not found in the city directory at the close of the first half of this century there were several who afterwards attained prominence both in business and a public capacity among whom were joshua van sant samuel hines charles tosen george k quayle james l mcphail p e riley john boston ephraim price robert q taylor louis ramo and others the last two mentioned being the only ones now living End of chapter 7